Welcome to Season 2 of the Basics of Life Conversations with Rob Salvato. The people who are, have a healthy mind, they tend to have a difficult time during crisis, but the crisis leaders have a difficult time leading in peacetime. Today on the Basics of Life Conversations, I'm welcoming back to the program my friend Ben Corson. Ben is actually in the studio today, along with myself and our show's producer, Tyler Paquette. I love having Ben on the program because he always brings a unique perspective on following Jesus. We recorded this conversation in early December of 2020, long before the chaos broke out in our country on January 8th. But I think you will find this conversation with Ben refreshing and insightful as we discuss what living for Jesus can look like in 2021. And so now, here's my conversation with Ben Corson. Welcome to the program, Ben. Good to be with you, Rob. In person, not over the phone this time, yeah, but this actually awesome. with you in person. Ben just preached at our church. It's December the 6th, and he preached an awesome message today, and so we grabbed him to come in the studio and so glad to see your face, man. I know you guys have a great makeshift studio in here too. I didn't even know this was here. This yeah, is awesome. It's it's, it's so good being with you. I, I love Rob, how you put wheels on the whole hope thing. Cause people can be encouraging. They can teach the scriptures. They can be in sunny San Diego, but you actually live it. You adventure. You taught me uh, the, you taught me how to kayak. So when Chad took me out there, the seal, like I knew how to do it. Yeah. There Thanks you go. to you. Well, bro, I wanted to take you this time, but you're just, you're too busy. So, <laughs> a bit of it up, but I'm glad we're hanging right now. Yeah, and we're good. getting Ital Italian pizza after we this. We are. We are. Shout out to Chow's. Uh, great, great wood fire pizza. But anyway, Ben, it has been like this crazy year, mm -hmm. 2020, uh, unlike I think any of us have ever experienced before here in the United States. And I just wanted to ask you, what are you going to remember the most about 2020? A slow redemption. And what I mean by that is, um, I read this book called A First Rate Madness. Have I talked to you about this before? No. Uh, where basically it's a study done of the great crisis leaders, Churchill, Abraham Lincoln, et cetera. They had mental illness. MLK was another one. Um, whereas the people who are, have a healthy mind, they tend to have a difficult time during crisis. But the crisis leaders have a difficult time leading in peacetime. So, so Churchill was a great during war, but he, he, he didn't know exactly how to lead the country after because the, the, the idea is, is that when you have illness in your head, when there's a crisis culturally, you then can project it outwards and you, you're, you know how to deal with it. Okay. And so that's kind of what I look at for me personally in 2020 is like a lot of this stuff that I went through, I've been very open about past mental illness stuff right. and how God has healed me. This didn't surprise me or shake me at all personally, because I just, I'm, I'm like, no, I've been through stuff mentally. And now I feel, I feel more at home in 2020 because I love when there's a cultural crisis, not because I like harm being done. I hate that, but because people are hungry and mm. now this hope message, it's like setting up the tea. Gotcha. So that's kind of what I'm going to remember is kind of a slow redemption of, of how God can redeem what the enemy means for evil and use it for good. So it's been interesting to see in the midst of, you know, this pandemic going on, your schedule has still been really, really busy. And what I'm hearing you're saying is you're finding maybe because of this pandemic, 
there's even more of re- of a reception in people's hearts people to need the hope. word the word that you're bringing. People need hope, and and honestly, I think um, you look at what what Shakespeare did during quarantine when in 1606 there was a plague in England. He wrote Macbeth, Antony and Cleopatra, and King Lear. It's like, what did we do during quarantine? (laughs) You know, um, Paul the Apostle in one single bout, Philemon, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians from a prison cell when he was quarantined. And I just think even Bob Dylan, my dad told me this at 78 years old, came out with his first number one hit during COVID-19. No and way. He never had a number one hit that he both wrote and performed. Okay. He, he had written like Peter, Paul, and Mary written songs or performed, but this was one he both wrote and performed. First time, 78 years old. Now, you just blew months. my mind that your dad told you that. I would not think that your dad would have even known anything about Bob Dylan. My dad's ve- <laughs> he doesn't always talk about it from sermons, but he's very culturally aware, like yeah. really uber aware. Okay. And uh, I, I think that's one of the, where I inherited my love for like books and culture. But I will say, so you look at, you know, using quarantine as an opportunity to be extra productive. I mean, yeah. now we can focus on stuff this last year during 2020 that we weren't able to focus on before. And my goal with my team has been the world's on pause. We're going to press fast forward. Amen. You know, we're going to press not only play, we're going to press fast forward. And so um, that's kind of how I've looked at 2020. That's so cool. And so you've actually in 2020, I've been following this. You've added more radio stations, more television stations that have picked up Hope Generation. Do you happen to know the numbers off? Yeah, so we're on 491 radio stations and 20 to 21 TV networks. But our real network with is 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 TBN and Hillsong Channel. Yeah, um, and and I just love that because Paul used. He used the Roman roads, the dictation of letters, the Persian mailing system. And so we believe in using the cutting edge technology of our day. But we were saying off air, you know, Jesus said the wise scholar pulls from the storehouse treasures new and old. So I don't want to just use the new medium. We do that social media, but I want to use the older mediums as well, like radio and TV. What, what do you see for you guys in the future here as you guys are moving forward? Anything that's on your radar right now that you're seeing maybe is is going to be yeah. a new technology or something that you guys are planning on tapping into? Well, I think we've already started to tap into more secular mediums. Um, mm. You know, stuff like I just did an article with Psychology Today or the Hallmark Channel a year and a half ago, or uh, just was on Freeform recently, ABC Family. So I just, I kind of want to see that message going to the highways and byways as Amen. well. And um, and that's one of the things I'm really grateful for TBN. It's now I'm introducing a new generation. They've changed a lot of things around there to really fit a new generation. So I'm excited about that too. That's cool. It's awesome to see how the Lord is uh, using you. So um, as we look forward to Mm -hmm. 2021, Ben, what are you most excited about in 2021? Jesus said that a woman, when she gives birth, forgets her sorrow. I've never heard of a woman giving birth and seeing her baby and like, that's not worth it. That wasn't worth it. That doesn't happen. And I think that the travail of this last year is going to birth something new in 2020. I think we have to recalibrate we have to reorganize our priorities. We're going to look back with um, in retrospect and a lot of the anger and hate that was yeah. happening. We're going to be like, what were we thinking? Yeah, Did totally. we as a society go a little crazy? And I think it's going to be a time of new beginnings. I think it's going to be a time of new birth. I think it's going to be a time where we have a whole new reassessed list of priorities. And um, I think this sorrow is going to give way to joy. And notice my dad pointed this out. Jesus didn't say, that 
you know, some good will come out of the sorrow or joy will come out of the sorrow. Jesus actually said, your sorrow will be turned to joy. So the, the mm -hmm. baby metaphor, the same baby that gives the woman pain is the same baby that gives her joy. So that I don't think it's just like, well, something good might come out of this or there's a reason for it. It's the very things that actually caused us the most sorrow might just be the greatest things that, the very things that cause us joy. And I believe our pains are actually pangs mm. for 2021. I like that. And I love that analogy. I think it's such a, a great one because I think there's a lot of people, I mean, we're here in California, at least, you know, we're still, I mean, we're getting ready to have a new shutdown order that's starting tomorrow and people are, you know, in angst about that. We, we're trying to do this at Applegate too. Like we do signups. We try to, we make sure yeah. that the staff right now are wearing masks. And, and, and I think when Paul said, let your moderation be made known to all men, there's not a lot of moderation out there. We've tried to take that course of yeah. like being careful and looking after people's health, but also being unashamed about, yes. you know, being open in a strategic way. Yeah. So I think you guys have done a really good job seeing it in person today. Well, I've done a really good job. Well, I feel like it's so essential for us to, to be open. And, you know, we saw this, I mean, we had the sheriff come, you know, visit us one day, one of the sheriff officers, and we were talking to him about the increase of domestic violence here in our area. And he says, it's like up 75%, you know, we're hearing about suicides and we're hearing about, you know, just the despair. And so we felt like it was essential for us to be open. And when we first started opening, um, way back in um, May, every service, and it happened again today, every single service, there were people coming and and they would, you know, during worship, they're crying, yeah. you know. Um, they're just so moved and so touched and so, you know, even those who were really digging the online thing, you know, watching TV, church, you know, yeah. in their pajamas, <laughs> you know, have come NFL, to me. NFL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if they've come to me and they've been like, you know, I had no idea. Like I didn't, I didn't, it didn't real, I didn't realize what I was missing. And it's so incredible just to be back, you know, here with the people of God. And, and we're just seeing, you know, uh, we baptized in the last, um, we had three baptisms this summer and, the, and a couple this fall. Um, so we had three total baptisms. We baptized, I think it was over 85 people wow. in those baptisms. Wow. And, you know, seeing people come to Christ and it has just been uh, amazing. Um, you know, Tyler, he helps lead our, you know, youth ministry. They're seeing some incredible things. I mean, you were here Friday on was Friday insane. night. And, uh, and, and you feel it in the air. You feel it in your bones when you're there at that youth event, like in this morning at church and that you're still doing live stream. So yeah. the people who are at risk, the people who do have underlying health conditions, they're provided for with their online streaming, you know? So but 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 also those people who need to who are like of my own volition I want to come I want yeah. to come and in a safe and strategic way you guys have done a really good job at that and that's what we're endeavoring to imitate at Applegate as yeah, well that's cool yeah so like today we had in the three services a uh, little over six hundred people um, that were here today wow. for, for the three services but that means we have like per service or total no total oh, okay for the three services um and but that means we have another probably six or seven hundred people who aren't here wow you know yeah and so it's it is it's crazy um what's going on but Tyler what are you seeing God do right now with the youth 
Man, with the youth, it has just been incredible. We've gotten a lot of uh, crossover traffic. So churches that are closed, there's some they're inviting their friends and people are coming in as well. But um, I think that just I've been you've impacted me so much in, in your messages and just that idea of this is what has been categorized as a hopeless generation. Mm-hmm. And so we've been really evangelistic in the last six months, and we've seen the kids really respond to that. And those that um, grew up here and have been involved here, they've caught that vision. So they've been inviting friends and uh, Friday night, a few kids raised their hand to receive the Lord. Yeah. And and that's been one night of many yeah. nights that we've been doing. Our Thursday nights have actually kind of looked like that Friday night that, that you were with us, Ben. So it's just been awesome. I mean, there was a lot of kids yeah. there on Friday. And the uh, Tyler preaches like in 1957, I told him this, New York Billy Graham <laughs> so evangelist. Sweet. I mean, he's got yeah. so much power. And yeah. It's 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 beautiful, dude. It's it's crazy Thank to you. see you. Yeah, he's been a super great blessing to we, our, we were, our. I was team. just saying, Tyler's a big win for you, Rob. <laughs> you really are. Yeah, it's awesome having just his heart, and you know he's our outreach pastor, and so it's been really cool just seeing some of the things God's put on his. You heart guys have to, a to surplus here. of talent at Vista. I yeah. it just you think of the what the excellence that's been fostered in this church yeah. it's just it's crazy yeah it's a god thing and, and i mean it's anomalous i yeah. don't see this happening very often yeah i think it's a a god thing for sure and i think one of the things though too is i think we've from you know um really a long time ago we have fostered this heart and this idea of giving allowing young people to be on the platform um you know i just did a, a interview what was it friday with phil wickham you know and phil um kind of started here you yes. know no he is and, yes, and exactly. um you know he went to school here and he started doing sunday nights here and i remember one of the first times that him and this other guy named sean Samino, who's in foster the people yes i know that's what i mean yeah sean and phil um were here and they were doing a wednesday night and i remember telling the congregation i said um i said you know you guys you might not like these guys their style of music, you know, as I was telling our Wednesday night crowd. But I said, if you get to know these guys, you'll love their hearts, you know. And it didn't take long at all where suddenly, I mean, our body was just responding to these guys, you know, leading worship. And they were probably both like 18 at the time, you know, and God was just using them in, in an incredible way. Um, I remember when um, Jeremy Camp, you know, he used to lead worship here on on uh, Sunday nights. I remember that he one night he totally blew out our speakers, you know, um, and, and he was, gosh, I hope he doesn't beat me up for saying this, but he was kind of like this goofy kid from Indiana, you know, but God had his hand, you know, on him. And I think that has really been a part of, of what we've seen the Lord do. And it was something that God, you know, fostered in me that, you know, I had people when I was a young guy, give me opportunity. And so I've just always wanted to do that, you know, as well. And you do such a good job at that. You look at Pete Denham coming up now and you look at Cody Flom, like if that, if if it wasn't for you, I don't know if me and Cody, he's become one of my best friends. I don't know if that would have happened. So you just have an eye. You're you're, you're like, it's, I just thought of this as spiritual scout. You're (laughs) you, you know how to say, and now you bring Tyler in, you know how to scout out talent or or anointing. And that takes a special eye. Yeah, Cody, I love his, you know, story. We interviewed him a while back and, you know, when he went to New Zealand, that's the first time he ever preached, you know, um, on that trip. And I remember the very first time, you know, he he preached on that trip. 
Um, the first time he shared, you know, he talked a lot about Cody and a little bit about Jesus. And by the end of the trip, he was talking a lot about Jesus and yeah. a little bit about mm, Cody. Yeah. And it was like he just caught something. Yeah. And now I see God's using him like all over the place. Yes. And, and it's cool. And, and he's number five in the world yeah. currently. And using that platform for the Lord, it's it's special. And I so, think it's, so you fostered that here. And I think it's awesome you that you the and people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, praise the Lord. I think it's something um, again that I, I think, you know, I wish more guys had a heart to to do that. I think some people, pastors, can sometimes be afraid to you know put young people on a platform. And again, the Bible does say to not. Um, allow, you know, lay, lay hands, hands on anyone. Quickly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quickly. Um, and I think we always have to be watching out for pride. In fact, I have a funny story. First time Brian Broderson, he was my pastor at Vista. The first time he ever had me preach, um, there was a gal in the church the following Sunday when he was back and he and I were standing outside and she came up and, and he, and she just like raved, you know, about the message I gave the week before, you know, she just raved like about how good it was. And she's like telling Brian, like he should, you know, let me preach more often and this type of thing. And, and, and it was kind of funny. And I just think about this, like, I think he might have saw something in my eye that I just was enjoying that a little bit too much because he did not let me preach again for about eight months. Oh, <laughs> classic. Yeah, and I was like, and he just, started this church twenty five years ago. Oh man, longer than that. It's really? it was probably nineteen eighty three. Oh my goodness, how long was he the pastor here for? Thirteen years. And how long have you been the pastor? Twenty four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Been a lot of fun though. Been a lot of fun. Yeah. 2021. What are you looking to do in 2021, Ben? Like personally or yeah. for, for us as a culture? Personally, and I would say for us as a culture as well, both. Twofold. Um, a lot, a lot more TV stuff, actually. And I think that if you if you get past gatekeepers with the the mainstream kind of media, that's huge. But but I would say as a culture, um my my heart for people is is we're not just like in idea, the hopeless generation statistically, and even in monikers, mainstream media has dubbed us the hopeless generation, yeah. you know, oh. and my heart for people is that they would understand that this is going to be a year of victory. The, I really believe in the Iranian John Hicks soul-making theodicy, which is a fancy theological phrase, um, where John Hick came up with this idea from Iranius, an early church theologian that in order to fulfill our mandate to grow into the likeness of God and to be what Paul said, the full stature of Christ, he said, you have to suffer. And that's the only way to get there. And there's this interesting verse that I don't hear quoted that much. It's Hebrews 2.10. It says that the captain of our salvation was made perfect mm. through suffering. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because you always think of Jesus like coming out of the womb with perfect hair and like when he's grown up like a beauty pageant blue sash and then he suffers at the cross. But but it actually says he was made perfect through suffering. And so I kind of put my own twist on the John Hick Iranian soul-making theodicy and that is that when you're going through the veil of tears, I believe that it forges our soul into iron and it tempers our spirit into steel and that we are forged by adversity. So mm. I think this year we're going to be stronger. I, love I think that. this mm. upcoming year, because of what we went through, it's it, the only easy day was yesterday. We know that now. So we're going to move forward with a greater strength. 
so that we'll be ready to handle the fiery darts that come our way yeah. with the shield of faith. One of the things I think is, I think that's such a, a, a great point that you're making, but, but I would add this caveat. I'll let you disagree with me if you want mm-hmm. to. But I feel like that those who are going to be stronger are the ones who have leaned into this. You're you 100% know, right. Rather than complaining the whole time Reacting, about it. Reacting, complaining, yeah. angry. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things I love about you and what you do is like, you know, you see the difficulty and you lean into it. Because what, what's your other option? Yeah, exactly. That, that's the thing. It's, it's like you're either going to be angry and complain or you're going to lean in and be a soldier. Yeah. Mm. So I just want to say to anybody listening right now that if you've been complaining for the last eight months, you still have about four weeks left of this year to, get to lean into this. <laughs> <laughs> lean yeah. into it and allow God to work. Bathe you know? yourself in the fire. That's where yeah. the power is. Yeah. I'm not saying that in a masochistic sense. I'm saying that in an endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ sense. Yeah. Amen. And we just sang that too in that last song, Christ be magnified. Yeah. If you join me in my sufferings, then yes. I'll, I'm going to join you when I glory. rise. Death yeah. is just a doorway into resurrection life. And so we don't just want life. We want resurrection life. Yeah. We want God to be working in us and through us. And so, so it's a great good. word. I've also noticed this, there's been a burning of idolatry. I think having kind of Everything that's going on in the world has showed us what we've been placing our hopes yeah. in and being false yeah. hopes. Yeah, a purging, so to speak, of of kind of shaking and waking us up to kind of uh, the reality of who God is and what he wants to do in our lives. And, and that's the way yeah. he leads us to resurrection good life things, right there. Good things ahead. I'm not saying easy, but good things yeah. ahead. Like you're saying, the great shaking mm. has happened that that which is immovable might remain. Let me ask you this, going back to your... Um, birth analogy where do you think we're at right now let's say you know um you know some ladies they'll go through 30 hours of labor you know before they give birth to that baby um because i don't think we're you know nothing's been necessarily you know birthed in 2021 yet so um where are we at? How many hours left? <laughs> Come on, prophesy. 106 <laughs> times the Bible says, wait for God. And that's that's as much as I know. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think the, the big question that predicates the solution is, are we going to react or are we going to respond? There's a lot of reactionaries yeah, so right now. Or so are we going to respond and start to play offense again? Yeah. And that's what we have to do. I we love have to that. rebuild and create and imagine a new future. Yeah. Mm. Respond and play offense. I love that. You know, maybe your guy didn't get elected to be president. You know, God's still on the throne. He, Jesus is still King and we are marching on and we know that God wants to do something and he wants to use us. And um, I think we can literally say with confidence that um, the best is yet to come. Not glory, not glory to glory, glory to glory. Mm. Amen. Amen. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up our time for today. Ben, thanks so much for being with us. Love it. Love you guys. And I can't wait to hang out soon. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. I want to thank you for joining us for today's conversation with Ben Corson. And as we close, I wanted to mention that the Lord put two words on my heart for our church family here at Calvary Vista for 2021. Those words are deep and wide. You see, it's our desire to grow deep in our understanding and love for Jesus and wide in our reach for Jesus. Well, all of you who turn into our radio show and podcast are an extended part of our church family. 
And so it's our prayer that the content of these programs will help you grow deep in your love for Jesus in 2021 and wide in your reach for Jesus in 2021 as well. And I want to encourage you to make that your prayer as well. And so until next time, I want to encourage you to make the basics of your life simply Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Basics of Life Conversations with Rob Salvato, where Rob hosts interviews about culture, life, and ministry. You can find more Christ-centered content at goodlion.io. If you're encouraged by today's conversation, please share it with a friend, leave us a review, or give us a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible conversations for season two that you're not going to want to miss here on the Basics of Life conversations.